you are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Seventeen days until Jacksonville is officially on the clock. It's the Locked On NFL podcast. I'm your Monday host, Bo Brock, daily host of Locked On Cardinals. Today's episode brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com, use the promo code Locked15, and you'll get fifteen percent off your next order. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at Locked On NFL Pods. Join the conversation. Also, me at B O B R A C K to follow me, Bo Brock. We've got a big podcast for you in store today, April twelfth, twenty twenty one. We're going to talk to Louis DiBiase from one of the most interesting teams, organizations, this NFL offseason, the Philadelphia Eagles. Which move are Philadelphia Eagle fans going to applaud in the future and which moves are they going to regret from this uh, up and down glass case of emotion offseason? A fan base that's booed Santa Claus, lobbed numerous batteries at opposing players, cheered Posing players' injuries. Could they applaud at some point the team trading Carson Wentz? Or will they regret that? Or will they applaud Jalen Hurts getting the keys to the Eagles' offense? We'll ask Louie his thoughts on that. Doug Peterson was a surprise firing this offseason. I want to look ahead to which NFL head coaches are already on the hot seat. Whether it's heightened expectations from a team's moves this offseason, or how things kind of ended on a sour note in 2020. It's a Mock Draft Monday. Trevor Sikama from the DraftNetwork.com. He's got their featured Mock Draft of the Day. It's their 5.0, and Trevor is just churning out just incredible draft content. Is the Jags taking Trevor Lawrence at 1? Zach Wilson going to the Jets at 2 now that... Sam Darnold is in Carolina. I think you can write that one down in Sharpie with Lawrence. And then this is kind of the polarizing pick here. It's the 49ers who traded up to number three. You're seeing Mac Jones in a lot of mock drafts, but Trevor is going with Ohio State quarterback Justin Fields. It's the Falcons selecting Kyle Pitts. Trevor's co-host on Locked On NFL Draft, Benjamin Solak, told me that the Falcons at four are kind of the linchpin for the rest of the draft. Like, they control the fate of the draft multiverse. They can send it in so many different directions. If they trade, if they take Kyle Pitts, if they take Jamar Chase, I'm just throwing his name out there just for, you know, argument's sake or just conversation's sake. They can go several different ways. And then you have the Bengals, according to uh, Trevor, taking Penny Sewell, the offensive tackle out of Oregon, Trey Lance, going to Denver in a trade where the Broncos would give up the ninth overall selection, a third-round pick to Miami for number six, and taking the North Dakota State quarterback. Jamar Chase slip into the Lions at seven, probably the best, most talented wide receiver. I mean, Kenny Galladay is really impressive, but the most talented receiver that they have drafted since Megatron, I would think. And Jamar Chase, a guy who had 20 touchdowns for LSU en route to a championship after he sat out last season. The Panthers sticking and picking at eight, taking the talented Rashawn Slater out of Northwestern, Devontae Smith, after the Dolphins trade again, where they acquired the Broncos pick, taking the Heisman Trophy winning wide receiver 
out of Alabama at ninth overall. And then the Cowboys helping out their defensive secondary by taking the consensus top corner out of Alabama, Patrick Sertain the second with the 10th overall pick. You want to see Trevor's full mock draft? Check it out, thedraftnetwork.com. Some news and notes from over the weekend. Looks like Taylor Gabriel, your ex-Falcons, Bears, wide receiver, he's going to retire after six seasons. And a Texas judge is ruling that the women suing Deshaun Watson, alleging sexual assault, inappropriate conduct, must disclose their names. Prior to Friday, only two women had been publicly identified. They can't be anonymous as this case proceeds. And the Cleveland Browns are emerging as the front runners to sign former number one overall pick Judavian Clowney as the free agent plans a second visit with the team. He could join another former top pick to get after the passer for the Brownies, Miles Garrett. Does Garrett and Clowney, do they, would they immediately become the top pass rush duo in the NFL? I've got a quick list for you. I think that Clowney and Garrett would be solid, right? But Clowney's never put up the big sack numbers. He's never had double-digit sacks in his career. Nine and a half is his career best. But he is also kind of a pro football focus ratings darling. He always puts up a solid PFF rating. He uh, kind of impacts the game more than the box score suggests. Miles Garrett had 12 sacks last year. I I think that there are five. And these are my personal rankings. And I'm sure you're going to have an issue with it. But uh, And let me know, at B-O-B-R-A-C-K on Twitter and at Lockdown NFL Pods. Number four on my list is Shaq Barrett, Jason Pierre-Paul. A veteran tandem that were key in Tampa Bay's run to the Super Bowl and earning Tom Brady a seventh ring. Next on this list is a young duo for the Washington football team, a team that Tampa Bay beat in the wild card round. And it's number two overall pick, Chase Young, who had seven and a half sacks in his first season. Scored a touchdown. Very disruptive, as is Montez Sweat. Sweat six foot six, batting footballs down, wreaking havoc, creating turnovers. Number two on this list, Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt, another veteran duo that have to prove that, you know, they still got it. Chandler Jones is coming off a biceps injury. He only played in five games last season after a 19-sack performance in 2019. And J.J. Watt doesn't get to the quarterback as much as he once did, but this is also a guy who's got a 20-sack season on his resume. Very disruptive is J.J. Watt when we talk about batting down footballs. Justin James, very good at that. But number one, it's you could put a ham sandwich next to him. It's Aaron Donald, but he does happen to have another talented pass rusher and Leonard Floyd, who had 10 and a half sacks in 2020 for the top-ranked Rams defense. That's my top pass rush duo, just because it includes Aaron Donald. And it could be anybody else. But uh, let me know who your top pass rush duo is. Now that uh, we could see a pair of top picks playing and getting after the quarterback on the same defense in 2021. One of the most active teams this offseason has been the Philadelphia Eagles. Which moves are they going to applaud as far as the Eagles fans? Very spirited group, to say the least. And which one are they going to regret the most? We're going to talk to Louis DiBiase, host of Locked On Eagles. It's the Locked On NFL podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Bet Online, which is the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Yeah, football, NCAA basketball might be in the rearview mirror, but the NBA, NHL, and MLB are in full swing. 
BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for the news, scores, and odds, and is the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today for free and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. You put in 50 bucks, you'll get 25 free dollars to play around with and build your stack for free. Just use the promo code locked on. It's betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Don't forget to use the promo code locked on for your 50% welcome. It was Hideki Matsuyama becoming the first Japanese born player to win the Masters yesterday. And you know who's talking about it? Peter Bukowski on Locked On Today. Locked On Today gets you all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. With the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. It's the Locked On NFL podcast, Bo Brock, and I'm joined by Louis DiBiase, of course, Locked On Birds, and it's been an interesting offseason, Louis. Thanks for joining us. I mean, let's just go through it real quick. Fired Doug Peterson, they hired Nick Sirianni, they traded Carson Wentz, and they traded down in the NFL draft. Yeah, Bo, look, this was, I'll say, an unpredictable offseason for the Eagles, for sure, after winning a Super Bowl just you know, a little over three years ago now, making nearly another NFC title of the year after in 2018, making the playoffs again in 2019 with all these injuries, with Carson Wentz at quarterback, Doug Peterson at head coach. You know, I know 2020 was a disaster, but the fact that now Doug Peterson's gone, Carson Wentz isn't your quarterback anymore, and general manager Howie Roseman is kind of the lone man standing is pretty surreal but you know that's just another year in Philadelphia sports it's always chaotic and so I guess there was always something to talk about on the podcast so I guess in that way it's good I'm trying to see the glass half full but it's been pretty a pretty miserable offseason for Eagles fans this is not the way anybody saw it going nor did they want it to go this way yeah I think uh that's why people appreciate the Lockdown Podcast Network because it's an unbiased opinion it's it's unfiltered and we appreciate that and uh, one like who does Roseman have pictures of to keep his position after sending all that right. talent out the door. But on a serious note, I mean, if you look at this offseason, let's say down the road here, what are Eagles fans going, going to applaud from this offseason and what are they going to regret? Oh, yeah, that's that's the thing. Again, with Howie Roseman real quick, I can't believe, I mean, it's it's unprecedented that a general manager gets to hire four different head coaches that gets to be a part of you know, four different rebuilds because although he's been a part of building them back up, he's been a key part in tearing them down. So the fact that he's the, again, the, the lone man, the last man standing kind of is part of what's driving fans crazy. And again, I don't know what you take away from this offseason. This could, this offseason is going to define, though, I think the next couple, if not the next decade of Philadelphia Eagles football in either a great way or a bad way. If Carson once flames out in Indianapolis, if Doug Peterson maybe never gets a head coaching job again, or if he does and he proves he maybe it was just a flash in the pan in 2017 to 2019 and Jalen Hurts becomes your franchise quarterback and you nail this pick at number 12 overall and Howie Roseman does build it back up again, then it was crucial that they made the right decisions even when they were unpopular and they knew they were going to get significant blowback or Carson Wentz kind of reshapes into what he was in 2017, 2018, 2019 with Frank Reich and the Colts. You know, Nick Sirianni, it, the the job is too big for him as the head coach, and you end up firing Howie Roseman next year 
right? So you lose him as general manager anyway, and then you have to tear the whole thing down again and build it back up. So this offseason either could be defined as losing your once franchise quarterback and you regret that for a decade now, or it could have been the greatest offseason with some key decisions you made at quarterback, at head coach, at general manager, because, Bo, we know for the in the NFL, it stands for not for long. Windows open and close really quick. The one thing, the couple things that sustain success over a long period is those three staples, general manager, head coach, quarterback. If you get those right, you're going to be good for a long time. And so the Eagles did a lot of, a lot of digging in those three areas this offseason, and they came away with it being Howie Roseman and Jalen Hurts over Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz. So we'll see what happens, man. It's going to be a really interesting 2021. Louis Diviasi locked on Eagles. Some great insight here. You know, you talk about the not for long in the NFL, but yet Joe Flacco still seems to get jobs here. Why did they sign him? <laughs> well, he's elite, Bo, right? I mean, <laughs> exactly. No, so, um, yeah, look, I think the Eagles really prioritized the backup quarterback position. In the last 15 seasons, they've only had three of those seasons see one quarterback play the entire year. They've, since 2010, the amount of times, every time they've made the playoffs, this is an interesting stat I thought about the other day, totally pulled out of thin air. The Eagles, since they've been in playoff appearances, seasons since 2010, the quarterback that started week one of the regular season did not finish that playoff, that last playoff game. Hmm. So they really, I mean, we saw it. Nick Foles won them a Super Bowl in 2017 after Carson Wentz got hurt. He led them back to the divisional round in 2018. Josh McCown had to play when Carson Wentz got hit by Clowney in the uh, the wild card round against Seattle in 2019. So this team prioritizes backup. And although I think they paid way too much for Joe Flacco, who's clearly regressing significantly, you saw that with the New York Jets last year. They see him as a veteran quarterback that's had playoff success. He, like Nick Foles, did get hot and win a Super Bowl as well. And so they think maybe you know he can be a positive influence on Jalen Hurts, who they hope develops into the franchise quarterback in year two in 2021. So, you know, I'm trying to see the logic in that mm-hmm. way. I guess it makes sense. But at the same time, considering the money, considering how bad Flacco has been the last couple of years, not really sure why you didn't you know, go in a cheaper avenue, but hey, at least it's not drafting a quarterback in the second round and creating another, you know, circus like you did last year by drafting Hurts. So in that way, I guess it's better than the alternative. But at the same time, I think in a vacuum, the move probably was a mistake considering what these other, you know, cheaper backups are going for. It kind of lost in the blockbuster with San Francisco and, and the Miami Dolphins where the Dolphins trading back into the top 10 with Philly. And now the Eagles picking 12th overall. You were in the GM cap. Which prospects could wind up with the Eagles? Yeah, so I'm looking at four names that I really hope fall. And at least at least hoping that one is available. And it's three Alabama prospects and it's one South Carolina prospect. And they're all of two positions that Howie Roseman has not been able to get right through all his time as general manager, really since the start of the 2010s. It's cornerback and it's wide receiver. I'm looking at Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddell, Patrick Sertain at Alabama. If one of those Crimson Tide prospects are there, I think you run to the board, the podium, and take them. Or J.C. Horn, the uh, South Carolina cornerback. They have to get cornerback right. They have to get wide receiver right. They have some pieces. They hope that 2020 first-round pick Jalen Rager can pan out in year two as that Z receiver. They have some other young pieces there as well. Travis Fulgham, Quez Watkins, John Hightower, but nobody's proven there. With Alshon Jeffrey gone, with Deshaun Jackson gone, you know, Marquise Goodwin cut as well this year. 
And then on the other side, Darius Slay is a top corner for the next year or two. But outside of that, you have nothing at that position. So those are four guys I really like. I Look, I would have took a quarterback. I would have took Justin Fields or Trey Lance, but they obviously don't envision those guys as worthy of a pick or they wouldn't have moved down from 6 to 12. So of what they'll likely take, Bo, those are the four names I would like, I would target. And if they're not there, I might consider maybe moving down again. It'd be interesting to see what happens. It's it's uh, only, what, two over two weeks away. Make sure you're right. following yep. Louie on uh, Twitter DiBiase, L-O-E, great insight. You got to tune in, locked on Eagles on a daily basis because they're the most, one of the most interesting organizations right now in the NFL. Louie, as always, thanks, man, and uh, looking forward to see how things, you know, pan out for the Eagles. Yeah, Bo, for better or for worse, they're definitely always interesting. <laughs> so always something to talk about on Locked on Eagles, and I appreciate you having me on the show today, man. I thought the Doug Peterson firing was pretty crazy. Nick Sirianni, of course, uh, Unlikely to be one and done in Philly, but which NFL head coaches are on the hottest seats going into 2021? We'll debate. It's the Lockdown NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Bo Brock. Of course, this podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. We've been telling you about Built Bar for a while now. It has the best tasting protein bar ever, and it absolutely is. And I don't think there's anybody that's close. It's a delicious protein bar. That's covered in 100% chocolate. It's soft, easy to chew. You've got 18 amazing flavors, and they're always adding limited edition flavors that you have to try. Lose and maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars, they're low in calorie, low in sugar, high in protein, and high in fiber. They're great for the keto diet. Just check out the Cookies and Cream Built Bar. Delicious. 17 grams of protein, just 130 calories. 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com. Order yourself an assorted box or get a box of your favorite flavor of Built Bar. Also, use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your next order just by using the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. April 19th through the 26th, listen to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Odyssey in the Locked On Podcast Network, featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Brian Baldinger, and Michael Lombardi. Our local experts for every team making trades and picking the next stars of their team. Follow the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 podcast feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. It's the Locked On NFL Podcast. Bo Brock hanging out with you on a Monday. We're just over two weeks away from the NFL Draft. And we've seen a lot of moving and shaking this NFL offseason. But we also saw a lot of teams fall short of their 2020 expectations. And with some organizations having heightened expectations and some organizations with the expectations to get back after a down year, I want to look at which NFL head coaches' seats are the hottest at this stage in the 2021 offseason. Now, it's not Super Bowl or bust for all five of the coaches I'm going to mention on the hot seat. It's actually going to be taking the next step in the rebuild process. It's finishing 500, potentially, or making the postseason. And I'm going to start at number five with John Gruden. Our guy Chucky's now three seasons removed from the Monday Night Football booth. And three years in on a 10-year, $100 million contract that he signed back in January of 2018. Gruden's Raiders have been 19-29 and 29 over that span and haven't made the playoffs. 
The team hasn't been in the postseason since it had to start Connor Cook in place of an injured Derek Carr in a playoff game back in 2016. They lost to a team that was quarterbacked by Brock Osweiler, and that was the Houston Texans. Now, early in 2020, things looked promising last year. The silver and black, they started out of the gates with a 6-3 and record. They even handed Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, AFC West rival, their first loss of the season. Things were looking good. But then they took a turn for the worst, and they ended up losing five out of the last seven games. And this implosion, at the end, it really falls squarely on the shoulders of John Gruden. Now, a lot of their struggles were defensively, and you're like, well, weren't they on Gruden's hand-picked defensive coordinator, Paul Gunther? Yeah, certainly, and he had been fired after 2020, and a lot of people were clamoring for his firing back in 2019, and the decision to keep him, that's where Gruden comes in. I don't think Gruden is feeling that much pressure internally yet. He and his pumpkin pie haircutted owner, Mark Davis, they're very tight, and you know, they're not even, as I said, halfway through this 10-year deal. But if the Raiders miss the playoffs again in a similar kind of collapse fashion or they fail to improve on their 8-8 eight eight record, I'd really be curious to see the vibes Davis puts out in regard to keeping Gruden going forward. So John Gruden is number five of my top five coaches in the NFL that are on the hot seat. Number four on this list is Arizona Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury. He's entering his third season. The Arizona Cardinals, they're going for it in 2021. They narrowly missed the playoffs last season, and this offseason they're loading up on veteran talent. Now you may think it's crazy that Kingsbury, a guy who many believed had no business getting an NFL head coaching job after being fired from his alma mater, Texas Tech, he went 35-40 and 40 in the Big 12. Looked like he was going to be the USC offensive coordinator. He took that job. I'm sure he was busy like measuring Clay Helton's office before he got the call from the Arizona Cardinals. And he's guided Kyler Murray to a solid start to his career. And the Arizona Cardinals from three wins to five wins to eight wins. But in 2020, the Cardinals started out with a record of five and two then proceeded to lose six of its final nine games, including back-to-back games to finish out the season, losing to the San Francisco 49ers, quarterback C.J. Beathard, and the Rams, quarterback by John Wolford in the final game of the season. Now, Kyler Murray battled injuries in that final game, didn't play. Uh, He only played about a quarter of that contest. But Kingsbury's team declined throughout the season rather than get better. In K2, he routinely had game management blunders and questionable in-game coaching decisions. And the pressure's on Kingsbury in year three to make the playoffs with a talented young quarterback in Murray. DeAndre Hopkins, the addition of J.J. Watt, Chandler Jones coming back, the talented pass rushers we already talked about, Buda Baker, who's one of the top safeties in the league. If Kingsbury can't guide the Cardinals back to the postseason for the first time since 2015, you'd have to expect a change is going to be made head coach, and also at general manager Steve Keim could be shown the door as well. Now, third on this list is Zach Taylor, and you're like, well, no crap. The guy's 6-25-1. Absolutely, he's got to be on this list. He's got to be on the hot seat if the Bengals in Joe Burrow's second season don't take a big leap, and I completely agree with that. I mean, Taylor's Bengals were awful in 2019, going 2-14, and so they were able to be in the top spot 
to take Joe Burrow, who's really the sole reason for the team's improvement in 2020 and improvement that's going 4-11-1 and and having the fifth pick in the draft in a couple weeks from now. Burrow had his teams competitive in most games he played in, and unfortunately, due to a lack of quality talent on the offensive line, Burrow, he was hit for a sack that resulted in the season-ending knee injury, and I think Taylor should take some responsibility for the injury because... He has nothing as far as the offensive line goes, but he had Burrow dropping back more than any quarterback in the NFL. And he didn't do his part to protect their number one asset. I don't think that Taylor is one of those guys, and I mentioned it, that needs to make the playoffs, but the Bengals need to see serious improvement. They need to really open some eyes. And Taylor, a guy coming over from the Rams... He worked with Sean McVay. He was one of those guys that got a job like Kingsbury by really just knowing and associating with Sean McVay when he was such a trendy coach. Zach Taylor, he's got to show that his offense is going to be their calling card. It's got to be Joe Burrow taking a big step forward in year two, and this team needs to go, you know, I, I like six and ten, seven and nine, eight and eight would be great for the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, because they've been bad for a while, and Zach Taylor hasn't shown anything to say, hey, look, I took this chicken crap, and I made chicken salad of it. Number two on this list is a guy entering his second season as head coach for his team, and it's Mike McCarthy. Sure, he's a Super Bowl-winning head coach, but that was a while ago. He coached his way out of Green Bay. He lost one of the least talented rosters in the past decade in the Arizona Cardinals in 2018. But where he coaches in Dallas, if you don't perform and you don't perform early, Jerry's going to send you back. Now, I know there were a lot of variables into why Dallas underperformed in 2020, going 6-10, and 10, missing the playoffs, Dak Prescott being knocked out early to a gruesome leg injury. But the Cowboys were considered contenders last year. Shoe wins, at least, for the postseason, especially in the NFC least. And things didn't go as planned like the week five loss of Prescott. But McCarthy's Cowboys were one and three prior to losing Dak Prescott. Their defense was amongst the worst in the NFL. And McCarthy was supposed to come in and be the missing piece for the team that had made the playoffs just two seasons ago and had a roster with a ton of talent. And now knowing how aggressive Jerry Jones is and as he gets another year older, he wants to win and he wants to win now. And I got to believe that a lot of people were very skeptical about Mike McCarthy getting that job to begin with. And if he just doesn't perform, and if he doesn't do it with Dak Prescott with a brand new lucrative deal, Mike McCarthy, I mean, I think his seat could get hot enough that he could not even see the end of the 2021 season. But if they miss the playoffs, he's going to be shown the door only after two seasons in Big D. Number one on this list... Of NFL head coaches on the hottest seats going into 2021 is Vic Fangio. I think it's pretty simple. Denver already pretty much removed a legend from the general manager position. And a lot of things were self-inflicted on John Elway. But Fangio is another coach who's entering his third season as a head coach. And his team has been a disappointing 12-20 and during his first two seasons. And they really failed to even remotely compete for the playoffs. Now, injuries have played a role. The team suffered key injuries to wide receiver Cortland Sutton. 
pass rusher Von Miller. But there were far too many times that Fangio appeared over his head as a head coach, despite him being kind of an all-time great defensive coordinator. And Fangio, he gets judged harshly, but Denver has been down for too long. They've had an awful quarterback situation, and Drew Locke doesn't exactly instill confidence to secure the quarterback position moving forward. It's just hard to win games this day and age when you don't have consistent play from your signal caller. And I got to imagine that the Broncos' ownership is ready to win and win right now. And if Fangio doesn't produce in 2021, he'll probably be back as a defensive coordinator in 2022. Now, he's looking at a couple other coaches here that could be on the hot seat and they could certainly see temperatures rise. I think Matt Nagy, despite being to the playoffs in two of the last three seasons, he could be a guy in Mike Zimmer if the Vikings and another NFC North head coach could be on the hot seat. You know, they invested in the quarterback position with Kirk Cousins. The defense wasn't that great in 2020. He's a defensive guy. If he can't kind of take care of what he's known for, his calling card, you know, I could see Mike Zimmer being on the hot seat. It's been a fun one. It's the Lockdown NFL Podcast. I'm your Monday host, Bo Brock. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at B-O-B-R-A-C-K. Make sure to tell us who you think, which head coach you think is on the hot seat the most in 2021. Your guys, Ross Jackson, Lucas Braun, they'll be with you tomorrow talking all the latest news across the NFL, plus a little help with your fantasy team, and they'll talk a little bit of this NFL draft. I can't wait. The next time I talk to you, we'll just be over a week away from the 2021 NFL draft. Have a great rest of your Monday. I'll talk to you guys next week. It's the Locked On NFL.